Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, presented by Roy Inch and Sons Heating, Air Conditioning and Plumbing, a service experts company, an eight-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, seven-time winner of the London Free Press Best of London, three-time winner of the Best of Home Stars, and three-time winner of the Top Choice Award. We thank you for listening today. Hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information about your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing. But don't, don't forget, if you have a question, email that question to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com, and we will answer that question next Saturday. So, again, send in your questions to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com, and the following Saturday we will answer that on the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show. How's Mr. Gilbert? Good. I'm good. Busy. Yeah. Busy? Yeah. You can get a haircut. I have an appointment made for my haircut. Yeah. I went to the, uh, the place where I go, just around the corner where I live, Avanti Hair Studios. Shout out to them. Anyway, um, I went in just to check to see when they could take me uh, because there's just a couple of ladies in there that cut hair. And the first available appointment, kind of like us, was uh, June the 27th. So Saturday, June the 27th, I'm getting my hair cut. Well, I got the runway done. You know, I guess I got more priority. I believe there, you know, but yeah, got in, you know, pretty quick on uh, Monday. Well, yeah, good. Doesn't take long for me. I'm excited. I'm gonna lose my nice flowing locks. And uh, yeah. what do they call that? What's uh, Billy Cyrus? What do they call that? Mullet. Mullet. There it is. That's what we got. A mullet. I do not have a mullet. <laughs> but and we had 853 likes on Facebook. That's no worries. 853 last week. Oh, so we're stagnant. We're stagnant. we got to keep moving. Keep pushing it. So what are you going to do about that? Talk about it <laughs> on the Inflames Ultimate Home Comfort Show. Okay. Get everybody to like us. Move that along. Maybe I'll take a picture of your haircut, and we can post sure, that. And that before and after. Yep. Sure. And then we'll get that, that up there. Maybe you can do it with your bike. You can see the locks flowing in the wind as you ride your bike. The interesting thing is that, you know, um, some people are liking their longer hair, so uh, but we'll just see. It's, when it's hot like this, I need it needs to come off. And I see you were helping the economy in London. Every yeah. chance we get. So yes, um, when they opened the patios, it was a great opportunity to maybe find someplace to go and eat. So Annette and I, um, I got home on on uh, Tuesday, and she suggested we go grab our bikes and find a patio to have dinner. Which we did. We went to um, Portino's in Hyde Park. So it's right around the corner. We jumped on our bikes and had a ride and found a great patio at Portino's and uh, had a lovely dinner and and then went for a ride before we went home. So it was a great exercise as well as a meal outdoors. So you were able to work that meal off? I did. Absolutely, <laughs> I did, yeah. Yeah, it didn't look like a meal that I would eat. It was linguine. Yeah, that's what I mean. It didn't look <laughs> like a meal. I looked at the meal and I went, I don't know what that is, but that's probably something I wouldn't eat. So. Yes, there's spinach and tomatoes and oil and garlic and butter and pasta. It was wonderful. Yeah, take everything, leave the pasta. Okay. And we'll, we'll eat the pasta. Is the garlic, did the garlic wreck the bowl like you did uh, when you... See, I'm, I'm a believer that there's not, there's never too much garlic. Okay. I know. 
<laughs> my popcorn bowl felt it. I no longer have my red popcorn bowl that I had forever because you mixed a salad in it and all it tasted was garlic for the rest of my life. Popcorn, which yeah. didn't you, no? But, but uh, just a shout out to Portino's in Hyde Park. Uh, it was a lovely patio and um, it'd be kind of funny because Annette's bike has a stand and mine isn't, so um, she was wondering where to put the bike. I said, put it in the parking spot. So her bike is in the one parking spot and mine's leaning up against the tree. <laughs> Well, it's, uh, I was in Bernie's, give them a shout out in Byron. They were, you know, I picked up there a couple of times during uh, last week and uh, it's really nice to have a good meal that's made not by you. Yeah. And you can sit down. The dog likes it too when I have a little leftover. It can, oh, is that right? Uh, Tundra can enjoy that. So, <laughs> but yeah, so shout out to everybody, all those patios that are open. And I, I laugh because the patios are now taking over the parking spots. Yeah. You know, to be a bigger patio, but I don't mind. You know, more people are walking there and and using it as exercise. And, it's only should, right? Yeah. yeah. And the critters are coming in town. I see more deer and uh, um, turkeys, and um, even I had a stop for a turtle. Well, the well other thank day. you for stopping yeah. for the turtle because some people may not. Yeah. So and groundhogs. Galore, they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. but I think it's because all the traffic hasn't been as busy, and they've all started coming in closer and closer to London. So, so watch out. Apparently, a bear in Byron, right? Yeah, yeah, a couple blocks away. Yeah, my first thought was my dog was outside. No, it would not have let that bear down from that tree. (laughs) (laughs) It might not have survived, but Yeah. yeah. So that's. Things are coming in closer to the city. Yeah, that's and that's the second bear that we've had in this area. So I don't recall. I don't recall the first one. It was just pretty exciting to hear about the second one. <laughs> as long as you work there, right? <laughs> when all the people are watching it, it starts coming down. I'd be like, okay, this is good time. Yeah, time to get the car. <laughs> well, because let's face it, in a foot race, you're not going to finish first. No, no. I'm. I had a foot race with my dog this week, and it got out. And I had to jump in the truck oh, <laughs> to catch hey, it. Hey. I didn't. I should have looked at the speedometer at what I was going down the road. Yeah, you still didn't have you know, that mastered yet. Yeah. No. No. I'm. Uh, once they can allow dog training, you know, and and that closeness, that's high on the priority list to get that done. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it doesn't listen well when I say come. It just looks at me and goes, Yeah, right. I'm going the other way. Yeah. It takes off. So. But it was like a white streak going down the road, and I appreciate I never did get her name, because. but she pulled her minivan across the road and opened the door, hoping it would run down and jump in the car. Uh, it didn't. It went around the car. So but I appreciate her effort. You had an attempt, right? Yeah. Trying to get Thunder to jump in the car. Yeah. yeah, but she was, so I appreciate her taking the time. So there's been a little excitement, so I got my exercise. Did you? Yeah. You know, I, driving and then jumping out and running after her. I got a little one on a bike, but and I got made curling cornhole game. Right, that's a beanbag thing. Yeah, bag toss, and so now I got two with curling rings and the hog line and the T line and logos and looks pretty good. Wow, who did that for you? Uh, Jim Westover built them, which I appreciate that very much, and then Vision Signs uh, helped me with some of the logos sure. put on it. So John Turzis, I. Pre- Shout out to both of them. But Jim did the main work on the uh, 
game itself, and they, uh, it looked really good. They uh, gave it to me uh, last week. I was in the, the Memorial Tournament for Kevin Gilmore, so he brought him up and gave him to me then, and I played 14 holes of golf, yeah. survived, survived, played really well, no until the 15th hole, and then I put two in the trees, and I went, you know what, then I just can't get around now, so I think I'm done, and I sat down. But we had a lot of fun. Good. Now, we got some good songs this week, Mr. Gilbert. What do you say? Oh, of course they are. You know, so our first one is going to be uh, working for a living. You know, that's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. That's what all the techs are doing, little Huey Lewis. Okay. You know, but I picked some songs that I thought our friend Jamie Wise would like. So it's, there's nothing about Father's Day then on Sunday? Nope. <laughs> nope, nothing in there. Less, less rubber band man, you want to no, say. Yeah, something to do with Father's Day. You might have just picked up on the idea that it is Father's Day coming up on Sunday. And I, th- I thought of that, but, but Jamie outranked Father's Day. You know, it's his last week. In, oh. with uh, Elgin Transmission shutting down, okay. and he's going into retirement, and I thought, well, I'll pick some. I'll dedicate this thing. Yep, Huey Lewis, Sammy Jones, or Sammy John, sorry, Grand Funk, and the Spinners, you know, little variety there. Right. So, so, you know, we're, we're just keeping it real today, Steve. All right, whatever you say. So we're going to take a quick break, but remember those phone lines are open. Oh, sorry, those phone lines aren't open, but you can send to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com your question, and we will answer that next Saturday. So, again, if you got a question, email it to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Uh, the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show, co-host Steve Gilbert sitting in the big chair. Peter Inch trying to hold it all together like I always do every Saturday. But uh, So we had a question come in. I don't know if you can answer this. You may have to toss it back to me on this one, Steve. I hope I do. If another company says a part is gone, like a capacitor, can you guys install a new one for me? Well, certainly we can install the part, but we're going to do our own diagnosis to make sure that it truly is that part that's failed. Nothing worse than, you know, changing that capacitor and finding out really that was not the problem and there might not have been anything wrong with that capacitor and there was something else. So our guys will do their own diagnosis. Uh, just, um, it's just part of our service and, and part of the, our promise that, you know, we're going to fix it right the first time. Now, every once in a while we get, listen, it's a capacitor. I don't need you to diagnose it. It's the capacitor. And then what we do is say, okay. We're going to put in the capacitor. It will cost you, let's just say, $150. And if it isn't the capacitor, you just paid $150. You're now going to pay $99 for us to diagnose what was really wrong, and then you're going to pay for that repair. Right. And some people say, that's fine. I know it's the capacitor. Okay. But it's we would rather diagnose and find, because a capacitor doesn't go by itself. If a capacitor goes, in most cases, it's a motor that is uh, overheating the capacitor and taking it out. So we we put in a capacitor, month down the road, you may be putting in a motor if it isn't replaced at the same time. Right. So it's something 
that definitely, you know, we get that all the time. Or do you install a, if I buy a water heater somewhere else, will you put it in? <laughs> well, good question. Um, it's not our first choice. So uh, we certainly are not going to be, we have all these other customers that we have to deal with first. So we're going to be looking after them first. And I guess if we have time, we might do that. Now, we'll warranty it, right? Uh, no, we won't. So if something goes wrong with that water heater, then you're going back to wherever it is that you purchased it from, and you're going to be dealing directly with them through warranty. Um, now, I had a, I was out, I was out on a call, Steve, this week. Were you? Working hard, sweating, and the discussion came up. I got a 17-year-old water heater. You know, what do you think? And I said, well, I think that you better get it replaced before it lets go, or you're going to have a 17-year-old water heater that floods your basement. So your choice. Um, and we went back and forth, you know, tank, tankless, tank, tankless. But he said, well, how do you know if it's going to go? So how can you tell, looking at a water heater, if it's going to go? Well, you can't. You can. There are some. There are a few signs. Um, if you're starting to get, if you're getting condensation out of the bottom of the tank, so if it's dripping, that's a telltale sign it's going to fail. Typically, if you've got a, a small drip coming out of the bottom of a water heater, not the tap, the bottom of a water heater, then you've probably got a leak before it's just going to empty on you and let go. And if you're not home, it's just going to keep on running. So. Uh, that's one problem. Sometimes now we're seeing some failures at the top of the tank where the water goes into the tank. You'll start to see some corrosion around those. And if you ever see any water around there, don't go very far because that tank is going to let go on you. So really, we, we can't see what's going on in the inside of the tank. So if that, that anode rod is gone now and it's in there and now the, the water is starting to attack the tank, you have no idea when that tank's going to let go. But 17 years is a long time. It is nowadays for a tank. And now, tank versus tankless. You know, um, I started to ask questions like, do you have a rain shower? Do you, uh, you know, do you have a soaking tub or anything like that? And all, all those questions, because if you have a big soaking tub, I could empty the water heater. Yes. And then you got to wait half an hour, 40 minutes for it to, to reheat again, yeah. And so if it doesn't quite fill the tub, now you're putting cold water in it. Yeah. What if I had a tankless? Well, if you had a tankless, it has no problem because as long as as long as long you've got the hot water tap on and you've got natural gas and hydro, it's going to be producing hot water for you. So um, that's one of the benefits of tankless. Tankless isn't for everybody, though, because uh, you have to, we have to size tankless just like we have to size tanks. So... Tanks are capacity, so if I'm looking, I'm looking for high volumes of water that a tank may or may not be able to handle, where tankless can, but sometimes tanklesses will fail if you've got like um, if you've got like one of those showers in the with the body sprayers and everything, you really have to be careful of flow. So if we're putting the tankless in, then we have to be conscious of how much water, how water you're using, all because if you're using those shower systems. We have to measure to make sure that the tankless not only can provide enough water for it, but if somebody else turns something on in the house, you can handle that as well. So it, it, one size doesn't fit all when it comes to hot water heaters or, or tankless. We, there's, there is calculations that we need to make. So I always have the habit of doing the laundry, 
well, while I'm doing the laundry, I might as well do the dishes. And then I normally fill the dishwashers, so I might as well turn the dishwasher on. So I'm trying to, you know, I have three things going that's drawing on hot water. But those three things aren't, so your tankless should handle that fine. Because you look at how much potential water is being drawn at once, and it, that's well within the parameters of what a tankless can do. So now I just need to put like an outdoor car wash, yeah. you know, hot that I can drive the car through and, you know, it looks perfect every day. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to work on We'll have to get into that business, see what we can do. The car wash business. Yes, of course. That, yeah. I had an interesting thing. I had a neighbor wanted a outdoor propane campfire. Yeah. Not a table. You know, you can buy the tabletop ones pretty well everywhere and they're propane. But he wanted a natural gas, 48-inch, pretty big, four-foot table. Not table. Once it in it, like a burner in the ground, and yeah. come up through. Yeah. Most of them are built in China. Okay. So good luck. <laughs> I've been quoted as much as 18 months to two years well, before, you get before you can get one because of the challenge. Now, the tabletop ones are the long... You know, they come square around. They're available, Canadian Tire, all the places, and in propane. But uh, trying to get one uh, a burner and, and uh, so forth, and then it's approved because it's got to be uh, right. CSA approved for Canada and along with uh, the, our gas regulators and everything. And, yes, there is not. I've spent two and a half weeks on it trying to find one and oh. finally got the final company today saying no not for 18 months we get we not see one 18 months yeah. okay. so if you're looking for those you might want to enjoy the tabletop ones they seem to be pretty nice and everybody seems to be enjoying them i have one myself you do you never invite me over like you got a pond without fish because you can't keep fish <laughs> but now you have a tabletop uh, gas fireplace you know, you did this mulch, which you wouldn't have let me come over and give you a hand. No, because you just tell me how you wanted it. Yes. yes. <laughs> One of these days, maybe maybe I'll call a nut and ask her if she'll invite me. Yeah, I'll make you do that if you like. <laughs> you think she'd think she would invite me? I have no idea. <laughs> Father's Day coming up, you know. Father's Day is coming up, exactly. Yeah. So we should wish everybody happy Father's Day, you know. Yes, we Come should. On. Tomorrow, it will, uh, I'm, uh, my kids are taking me out for dinner, too. Uh, well, it's not the Black Angus anymore. No. <laughs> Mackey's. Are you going to Mackey's? They're going down to Mackey's, and they'll stand in line. I'll sit in the car with we'll the dog. Ice cream after that on the yep. way home? Yeah, on the way home, I will just bring back the memories. Absolutely. So, nice. you know, so I'll well, be, that's a nice treat. Yep, that'll be good. We'll we'll all ride together in the car and down, and then uh, the dog will be trying to get the, you know get to in the front seat. Absolutely. It thinks it should be in the passenger seat. The dog will roll the fish. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jump back in the car. That'll be special. Yeah. yeah. No, it'll be fun. It'll probably be busy because of nice weather. But yeah, it, uh, we'll enjoy that for sure. Good. On the water heater side, you know, people can buy them. They can be purchased and we rent all water heaters. So uh, we use our Advantage program, which is our rental program. So 
You can pay a monthly fee that covers the installation and the service of the water heater. Um, and same thing with our tankless. And our tankless, though, it includes a, a maintenance plan. The tankless needs uh, a lot of maintenance, so uh, that our rental rate includes that maintenance plan. So really, just you pay that monthly fee and we look at the rest. So why does a tankless need maintenance versus a tank? That's it. Well, tanks got a big volume of water that you're, you know, you're, you're heating at the bottom. There's still, there's still going to be a scale buildup in that tank, but it, you just don't notice it. Uh, it, it tankless heats, so the water temperature coming into the water heater in November and December and January in London is 40 degrees Fahrenheit. We have to heat that to 120 degrees in seconds. So tankless has a high, a high burner rate to keep that water up quickly. So there's there's scale buildup on that heat exchanger. So in order to keep that water heater performing as it was designed, uh, manufacturer recommends an annual maintenance, which includes a descaling of that heat exchanger, which we do using uh, vinegar flush. Now, do they have to go on an outside wall? Not anymore, they don't, no. So now they can be mounted, and then the venting, which will be two-inch. Yep, and will be three, depending on, on the distance, yeah. yeah. And there'll be two pipes. Yep. So, you know, when you say three, you're really talking like seven inches yep. of pipes that have to run to get outside. And, yeah. And, uh, and then that's, that was a game-changer when they, when they changed the venting systems on these water heaters to allow us not to always have to go on an outside wall. So it allows us to... You know, maybe move the water heater closer to the hot water source. We don't use as much uh, waste when we're running a tankless, and um, it just it opened up a lot of doors for us. And it and you gain a huge amount of space when you take that water heater off the off the. People will fill that space up in no time, as you know, right? Yeah, and and you know, a lot of people will end up painting their floor. Yeah. Now that's okay with the tankless. It is. But it's not okay when you put in a tank water here. Not the new tanks, no. The new tanks now have a safety device in them called a flammable vapor sensor, and it's exactly what it's for. Uh, water heaters are responsible for a lot of um, fires um, because people might have leave a can of paint or like a thinner downstairs or turpentine or maybe a can of gas, and that water heater turns on and there's there's a flammable vapor in the air, so that'll cause a problem. So all these new water heaters have a sensor that if they smell that, if they sense that there's flammable vapor anywhere in the room, that water heater will not turn on. And it's a non-resettable switch, so it's not something that a homeowner can just bypass or take out or reset. It doesn't work that way. You're going to have to find the problem, clear the problem, and then that switch is going to have to be replaced. Yeah, and so if you're thinking of painting in a basement and it has one, you really got to take it off and take it outside. Right. Paint, but you got to let all the fumes go away, you know, like air it out and and so forth. So if you use an oil paint or things like that, you've got to be careful. It's not, I'm done painting, I'll put it back on. No, you may may have to wait till the next day before you put it on and leave all the windows. Yeah. Open in that. So. But that means you're going to be a few days without hot water, too. Yep. That water is not going to run without it. Correct. So so we just want to bring that because we get a lot of people upset when they have no hot water. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Um, but remember, you can send your question to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com. 
And listen for your answer next Saturday uh, with the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show. We'll be right back. I gave a girl a ride in the wagon. Another awesome song, Mr. Gilbert. Hmm? Yes, sir. Unbelievable Chevy band, Sammy Johns. So I hope you liked it, not Jamie. Working hard to make these songs memorable for you. One of these days, we'll get you back on the radio and yeah, that'll be nice. And tell us how good song choices have been since I've been picking them all. Now, sizing air conditioners. Yeah, we go over this, go over this, go over this. You're going out to do a heat loss, heat gain on a house that we think a unit may be undersized. You know, what, what's the heat loss, heat gain? What's that really doing? So um, in what a heat loss, heat gain is, uh, there's, there's a governing body, uh, HRAI, and uh, that's heating refrigeration. And so they, they, create, um, they create a form for us that is designed for us to go into a house and we measure not just the square footage, we measure uh, the amount of windows you have, which way they face, north, south, east, west. And then we put that all into a calculation in a spreadsheet. And it's actually going to tell me exactly how much heating you need in the wintertime when it's really cold outside and how much cooling, air conditioning you need when it's really hot outside. And so it really, it's the only, it is the only way to properly size heating and cooling equipment for your home. And you, you can get this out of a cereal box, you know, a certificate? No, you can't. Um, we, uh, here, we believe in, in uh, being licensed. So I, I am licensed for my heating and, and cooling load calculations. I have a license for that. So, and it's um, like a four-day course. It is very intensive, a lot of mathematics. Um, a lot of homework. Yeah, and we don't get to use the spreadsheet then. We have to figure it out. The old way with the calculator, pencil, tables, looking at insulation and putting in the proper values and working things out from scratch. Yeah. And you passed. I think I got like a 98%. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> I passed too, except I didn't renew my license. Oops. So, so I got to take the four-day course you over. course all over again. That's right. You can't be grandfathered in that way. Then. Nope. I, it, uh, oh, yeah, I'll get to that, put that over in a pile. And yeah. by the time I got back to the pile, it was uh, uh, it was too late. Well, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see you're just a little tear in your eye there. <laughs> and really. But so once we do the heat loss heat gain, we determine the size. Yeah. We, we also ask a lot of questions. What temperature you want to keep your house at? You know, do you have a, an HRV where you're bringing fresh air in? Because all that matters in this weather we're having, you're bringing humidity in. And also, ductwork matters too. So uh, sometimes, um, sometimes, like I was just at a client's house where uh, upstairs is hot, downstairs is cold. It's a typical scenario we always hear, but you know there are ways to make improvements. So um, part of my assessment in the house was making recommendations for them on how we can make the environment better by some simple changes, uh, which they're going to do, which we're going to do for them. Um, 
and then they'll figure they'll you know then they'll realize how much better their system really is just from making some simple changes. And that can be adding in returns and yeah, just changing maybe changing the way they're set up. So uh, we're going to be doing all that for them. Yeah, we know. We're seeing a lot of, you know, and, and I want to say it's too bad, but it's not because we don't try. But this year I see a lot of people are getting an air conditioner, but they had a furnace put in last year. Yeah. So we put in a furnace last year, and now we got to put in the air conditioner, and I'm thinking, why didn't we do both at the same time? You would have saved money. Well, yes, but in, they also don't. They think that it's still working, and we have those conversations with customers about that. So it's always best to do them both at the same time because usually when you're replacing one, they're both the same age. But some people really believe if it's still working, I'm still going to use it. And um, ultimately, you know, we can put an air conditioner on top of an older furnace. We, we, we don't like to, but we do um, because if we change it all at once, the system's actually going to perform better because we can put a different coil on then and really design the system better for you in the long run. Well, that'd be like my knee, bionic knee now. I would still be walking on that old knee, limping, not performing very well. Now I have the new knee in. I'm like bionic man now. <laughs> Just can't chase down the dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm still working on, you know, I got to, get, you know, you can't just run a marathon. you got to slowly work up to that. Right, that's it. That's yeah. it. So, you know, from the bedroom to the fridge, that's my first step. Oh, you know, okay. and then, that's, that's an important yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And then once that, you know, we get past that, it'll be to the patio to sit outside. To, yeah. And then, you know, we'll start working it up. you got that big water feature at your place. Did you get the lights all fixed up? I did, okay. I, except now it, it kind of lights up the neighborhood when I turn it on, you know. How are they feeling about that? Uh, Nobody's complaining yet, but I'm thinking the airplanes may start thinking it's a landing zone. So, but I thank Hetty at uh, Silverthorne Landscaping. I bought one, and then I went back and bought two more. So now I have three, and she kept saying, "Oh, one will be fine." Now I got three lights in it that's lighting up and all different colors, LED. So it looks pretty good. Nice. Nice. So if you're driving through Byron and you see a beam of light, that that could be my backyard. It will be your backyard. Okay. Now, the, so we've sized it. You know, what's this about R22, R410 Freon? You know, they, they're talking about this different Freon. Why can't my old unit that's got R22 and why can't? Well, a long time ago, uh, there's this thing called the Montreal Protocol. I'm going to get back brief to the end. And they found out that the ozone layer was being destroyed by some CFC-based refrigerants. R22, or Freon, as it's called, was one of those refrigerants. So the Montreal Protocol was a way to phase that refrigerant out so that it was not going to be able to be used anymore. And that has been happening over the course of, I've been doing this for 27 years now, for 27 years it's been slowly phased out. So it is officially now done. So uh, 0.5. 0.5. So really, um, we are not, we are, we shouldn't be putting that refrigerant back into an air conditioner. Um, the cost of that refrigerant is exorbitant now uh, because what we do with it, when we come across those machines, we recover it and then we have to send it away. We can't 
not just to dispose of it, it has to be sent away to be disposed of properly. So that's that's what's going on now. The new refrigerant we've been using now for the past, I don't know, several 10 years has been what they call R410A, and it's a good refrigerant. It seems to be working well, and it's not CFC-based. Yeah, so the R22, 99.5% has to have been phased out by 2020, and the 0.5 can only be used for service. And it could be recycled or new, depending, but it's only used in the, the service. Now, the problem is, yeah, like you say, we repair a system and put R22 in it, and then next year, you know, it develops another leak, and now we may not be able to get R22. Right. And so you've paid all this money before. So it's something when you're, when you're really talking about R22 units that you have to really consider you know, should I uh, be repairing this? Because in the, down the road, it may be a challenge. Well, it, yeah, it will be a challenge, yes. Yeah. So we, we get that question, or the service techs get that question quite a lot. And, and you know, what I always, I always say, get a price on what a new one will be, and now you can weigh the repair versus a new one, but you also have to think about future repairs. Yes. You know, it's like an, an old car, whether you keep it, or is it time to trade it in because it keeps breaking down, you know, time after time? It's kind of like your hard braking, you know, and things like that that wear out the brakes on the trucks and I have to replace them. And True. You know, not pointing any fingers, Mr. Gilbert. Thank you. I appreciate that. What's your number? Truck 9. If anybody sees Truck 9, Roy Inch, Truck 9 driving, uh, breaking hard, uh, please give me a call. Send me an email at peter.inch at serviceexperts.com. Thanks for that. Yeah, thank you for that. Thanks. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but, but again, if you got a question, send it to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com, and we will answer that next week on the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show. And we'll be right back after these messages. Well, we're back, and we should, you know, thank Matt back at the studio as we're still COVID-19. Um, we have to pre-tape the shows, but we want to thank Matt for all his hard work and definitely for calling me perfect because we all know that's what I am, Mr. Perfect. What's the guy on TV that used to be called Mr. Perfect? I have no idea. You didn't know that? He was on Dragon Den or something? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. It could have been funny. And a great song, Some Kind of Wonderful by Grand Funk. So, another good song. Hey. Jamie will be like just high-fiving me when we see each other next. So. He hasn't sent me any any messages regarding your musical picks. Has he sent you messages? No, so that's a good sign. No, it's yeah. not. It's not necessarily <laughs> a good sign. That means he's probably not tuning in. We're going to end it today with a little rubber band man spinners. You know, going to be going to be good. Be good. Yes, I didn't put any Father's Day songs in. You, you didn't like my Mother's Day songs. No, like I, they were all sappy. Well, probably and, just as well we didn't. Yeah. So. I did have a customer. I was. I saw them the other day. I said I'm going to give a shout out to the Brady's, and um, they uh, they are listening. So thank you, John and Pat. Uh, just to say that she happened to bring up. She said I was listening to uh, the radio the other day, and she said Peter happened to bring up something about an air conditioner that she forgot to do. I went, oh, yes. So she wanted me to say because John didn't hear, so I had to go tell a story about 
of the air conditioner was supposed to be running, but it wasn't running because I had the electrical disconnect in the wrong position. So I pulled it out, turned it around, put it back in again, and it started right away. And, and Annette looked at me like, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, we all make mistakes. Um, I obviously tend to make more than well, yeah, yeah. We we don't want to get into how many mistakes. <laughs> I don't think the show's long enough oh, that we could really handle that. Yeah. But uh, and uh, did you? Of course, you heard me. I uh, you know, I was on Mike Stubb's show on Wednesday. I didn't hear you, Mike Stubb. Oh, it's, come on, you didn't hear me on the show talking about curling. I didn't talking about the World Men's Championship going to Ottawa, and then talking about how we're going to curl in this new environment, mixed doubles, no problem. You know, you're pretty well apart. I said, or one sweeper. Uh, we're only on one sweeper these days anyway. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm sweeping, yeah, there's only one sweeper. It's true. You know, I'm not, not really pushing hard. So just one sweeper, and will we be wearing masks over curling? Well, we could be, but that'd be, that'd be tough. You know, you really got to breathe. You know, cardio is going pretty good when you're... Cur- Doctor's whistle is going to be coming back in, right? Yeah, that's right. So, but yep, Mike, want to thank Mike. We had a great talk and uh, went through a little bit nice at Ottawa. Got that, uh, the men's. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, we have such a good hockey team here. It's always in the playoffs that we can't go after a world championship we, because we only have the one arena that would hold it, which is uh, Bud, but uh, good for Ottawa. They they can hold it, and everybody else can play out at the uh, where the Senators play right. and, and uh, because they got two big arenas that they can work at. But So uh, when are you approaching city council for a second big arena and then for London? Uh, when I retire. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I was surprised to hear, I you know, hopefully uh, Ed and city councilors are listening the uh, city of Lethbridge gave a million dollars to bring the Briar there in 2022. Did they? Just saying we're going after the Briar in 2023, you know, might help me a little bit to get that Briar. Yeah, but, uh, you're going to be going to the city council, obviously. Yeah, but uh, I, I saw they just approved that, so uh, Lethbridge will be putting in their bid for 20. I was going, please, not 2023, <laughs> and it was 2022, so that's that's good. Okay. It brings in money to the city, brings in people, books hotel rooms, gets restaurants busy, gets bars busy. Yeah, it's you know, great event because it's, it's ten days. Yep, and it, and it's like having a night game three times a day. Right, and you know, there's people downtown. It's excitement, parking. You know, everybody kind of wins. I guess the people who normally park in those spots might not like it because now it's busy because we play morning, afternoon, night. Yeah, so. But it's a, it's a lot of fun. So hopefully we can get another event back. Like I say, everyone, that's my last one. Well, if the city made it, if the city were to make the city a little bit more bicycle friendly, we wouldn't have the need for all these cars downtown, and people could just transit on their bicycles. And just putting it out there, if you're talking to city council, me being a pro cyclist, I'm always in for safe cycling in the city of London. Even in the winter. Even in the winter. Yes. Okay. Even in the winter. There's no reason why your bicycle can't have different tires on it, which which are used in the winter time, as long as, you know, just, they're cycling year-round everywhere. So I, they just need to have a look at that and maybe build it into their infrastructure. 
Now, this is really a heating, air, and plumbing show. And you just put a thing up for curling, so I just thought I'd throw one in for cycling. Well, and I'm now going to ask you a question about cycling. Okay. Because I see these bikes that have what I call big tires yep. on. They're fat bikes. Fat, okay. And I saw a couple was riding it, and it seemed to be easier. You know, it looked like they were easier pedaling it and going along. Well, it's, it's possible, but you also understand it. Someone looks like they're pedaling really easy. It could be an e-bike as well. You just don't recognize it. So there might be a little battery pack someplace on that bicycle, um, which helps them. It's it's not completely. It's just pedal assist. So those bicycles are out there. You wouldn't necessarily be able to tell the difference from looking at it because uh, you're not an avid cyclist. But um, those bikes are available. But just cycling in general, um, obviously, uh, in the city of London, you really have to be careful when you're cycling because... Um, bicycles and, and being on the road with cars doesn't always work because uh, motors get very impatient with us. And um, that's why we just we want a better infrastructure in the city of London. Well, it's, you know, I, I do, um, I call it a, a morning and an evening drive with the dog. That's the only way I can get it in. Yes. <laughs> but it's, uh, but I go out in like, um, Kamoka Kilworth area, yep. and a lot of bikes are riding out there. But there's occasionally you're driving and the sun's in your eyes, and you have a hard time picking that bike out. That's that's, well, that's not what that's not what I'm referring to. But anyway, no, no, no. But I'm just. But I, yeah, I just. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, the ones that have the flashing red and white light. Yeah. Even in the sun, you get that. Yeah. But the ones that that don't, I'd come over a hill and you got the sun in your eye. And, you know, they don't have a bright color on them. They yeah. can be tough. Yeah. Because I'm giving them the three feet or more Thank if you. I can. And and uh, but it's, and some of them are pretty fast peddlers. Because, <laughs> you know, one turns left and I said, well, I was going to go that way, but I'll go the other way. And I went around and when I got to what I would they call the halfway point, they were at the halfway point. And I went, wow, you guys are really peddling. Yeah. You made, you're almost as fast as me driving. Yeah, so. So enough about bikes. We're not talking about bikes anymore. But we talked last week about dogs and air conditioners don't um, work well together. They do not, or cats, actually. And um, we had another one this week that, you know, a dog had decided that's where I'd like to go to the washroom, and it had eaten right through the coil. Yes. And they were into a two to $3,000 repair. Yes. So what is that that doesn't work well with the coils? Well, what happens is the uh, obviously the ammonia in the air and reacts with the with the aluminum fins and actually cause them to deteriorate. And then so really all you're going to be left with is the copper tube, where you really need that aluminum fin to help dissipate the heat um, more effectively. So really the air conditioner is just losing its ability to function properly and its efficiency just drops to nothing. So it's not getting rid of the heat as effectively as it could. And so that just means it's not going to cool your house as well. The Now, inside, you have the same type of coil. It's just buried in the ductwork. You yes. don't really see it. Yes. Um, so there can be things that will attack that if you have, you know, I don't want to say burning candles, but there can be incense and things like that that can have uh, uh, an odor or a, a product that when it gets pulled through that coil can start attacking that coil. And we have so, and, and also those chemicals can also attack heat exchangers and furnaces as well. So, uh, hence, you know, 
we're all happy that hair salons are opening back up again, but they are really tough on uh, the chemicals they use on HVAC equipment. So the evaporator coils and also the heat exchangers and furnaces, um, whatever chemicals they use to color hair that, you know, um, can be a problem. So just we, we always check environment. We don't like also, we don't like to see uh, cat litter by a furnace or water heater because of the ammonia in a cat litter can react with whenever that furnace is burning. If it's pulling in that ammonia and actually uh, creating and actually combusting it um, in the burn process, that can be harmful to the furnace and air conditioner and your water heater as well. Okay, I, I'm saving the environment. I'm a number one, not even with a blow dry after. You know, just number one, and I can walk out, and I'm done. So there's no coloring of this hair. Okay. Now, you know, if it's not as white. Well, that's no, but now that you've got it right down to the wood. No. Yeah, a little, little gray here looks a little better. I don't look like Santa Claus walking around. <laughs> and I'll have a smile on my face all the time. Yes, because you've got a new mask. Yeah. With, nice. with a nice smile on it. smile on it, yeah. So. I will. I will be wearing that around. <laughs> Nobody will know if I'm smiling behind it. Geez, what's Peter so happy about? <laughs> yeah. So we're all we're all going to be wearing masks in a lot of different places than we we used to. Yes. So we still have some specials going on. You know, high efficiency water heater for the lowest twenty seven dollars and sixty cents a month with our Advantage program. We can get a tune up on your furnace and air conditioner for fifty dollars off. We have our military savings, and we have our frontline worker savings. Right. So if you're a frontline worker, uh, we have a 10% off, so please make sure you mention it to the guys or show them your hospital ID badge or whatever that is, and, and make sure you mention that you're a frontline worker, and we want to say thank you for everything that you've done. Yes. So what are you going to do for uh, Father's Day, Mr. Gilbert? I don't know. I think I'm just going to be... Uh... Well, I'm, I'm not going to be doing anything, I think. I'm, maybe I'll just see what the, hopefully one of, hopefully I'll hear from the kids, and uh, that'll just make me happy. I'm just, I'm not going to be doing very much. How's Wait, that? You can come to Mackey's with me if you want. I might ride my bike down to Mackey's. Who knows? Oh, please do. Just <laughs> leave before I, you know, I leave, so. Well, you can find me. On yeah, I can. Oh, hang on. Where, where are your Roy Inch jersey? Oh, so yeah, I know. Yeah, and they, oh, there's Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just, we'll just pull, keep honking the horn, pulling behind you, back up all the traffic, get, you. It, yeah. get everybody upset at you as they're driving by. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Uh, any, anything I can do to help. You know, I'm glad to do that. Um. We get, uh, we're getting, we're, we're okay on service calls now. We're pretty good on installs. We're still really busy on maintenances. Yeah. We're booked out three or four weeks on them. So you need to, to really start thinking about even the fall maintenances and getting a phone call in to get that booked. Because uh, with our two months, two and a half months we had to take off there, we're trying to get caught up on all of that work, and that's kind of pushing everything back. Yeah. So. You know, haven't booked your furnace maintenance, uh, get that phone call in and make sure you get that booked. So we, we want to thank everybody for listening this Saturday. Want hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday. Um, again, if you should have a question, you can send it to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com, and we will answer it next week on the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show. I want to thank, uh, say, 
you know, congratulations to all the fathers out there and hope you take time to enjoy the day and enjoy your family the best we can during this COVID-19. But remember, stay six feet apart. We don't want to go back into another shutdown. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London and St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373. They're always at 1-866-EXPERT. As we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. Buy from inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week. Hey.